0: So if this game wasn't already going to be a damn circus, some fuel got added to the fire yesterday coming from Ramona Shelburne of ESPN on Mason in Ireland, a radio show out there in Los Angeles. And I'm going to read you the quote that she says on there and we'll talk about this because we have to. And this is a tricky topic too, but I think this is, there's another way to say it. This is bad. There are some dangerous generalizations in what she's saying and the implications of everything are just completely uh, unfactual and, again, dangerous and dismissive, and I think it's a really bad look. And the quote is, Quote, part of the reason why New Orleans didn't want to trade him for so long, him being Anthony Davis, is because they couldn't get fair value for him. But I think the idea that a black agent was telling, not asking, telling the team you should trade him and he wasn't going to stay did not go over well in New Orleans, especially with, I don't want to say that fan base, but like you're down in the South, man. This was very charged. And I think that when things get ugly emotionally like that, it's not just about what's going on on the court. It's not just about the moves being made. End quote. So this has the implication that the Pelicans didn't want to trade Anthony Davis because it's the South and their fans are racist, and that acquiescing to Rich Paul, a black agent, and one of the most powerful agents in the sport, would be looked upon negatively because the Pelicans have a racist fan base, because it's the South. And this is just almost a dog whistle here saying that, well, it's the South, so people are racist there. I'm not saying racism doesn't exist, it certainly does, but I think most people looking at this and again this comes from me as a white male perspective so other people might have a different perspective on this and i'm open to all of that and i don't wouldn't disagree with it but my general reading of the fan base as a whole was they're upset with anthony davis because of the way he handled things the immediate reaction to him requesting a trade was simply yeah we get it 7 years here one playoff series win two trips to the playoffs total just all of this promise that never came to fruition. And no one faulted him. They weren't burning jerseys. They were fake burning jerseys as a joke, but saying almost thank you. And people appreciated his time here. And then things got ugly. The, the strong arming of the Pelicans to try and get him to the Lakers. The, the list, but not actually a list of teams he wants to go to. Anthony Davis saying he didn't make a trade demand. All of that stuff which culminated with him flicking off a fan and then uh, wearing the That's All Folks t-shirt to the final game of the season and when asked about it, all of the mess that came from that. It was just a disaster because of the way he and his agent plotted a course to try and get him out of New Orleans sooner rather than the offseason when it actually happened. Ramona Shelburne then tried to compare this to the Paul George situation with the Indiana Pacers where he said, I want out, he had a white agent, and then they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder. But you're missing a lot of things that don't make this entirely parallel. Paul George made his request when he only had one year left, and it was during the offseason. As far as we know, or I don't know that situation fully well, he didn't have a, a preferred team he wanted to go to. It was just who made the best offers. And he wasn't trying to force his way to a specific team and kind of completely upending a franchise in the aftermath of all that. That's what Anthony Davis did. That's what rubbed people the wrong way here in New Orleans. Look, this is a city that certainly does experience racism, but I think everyone was rightly annoyed with how Anthony Davis handled this. And this is why people are going to boo him uh, tonight in the Smoothie King Center, not for anything else, but because of how he handled this situation and the aftermath of it all. If he had done this like Chris Paul did, you could have had a fine return and eventually people would have been totally cool with everything or it wouldn't be a big deal. But that's not what went down. And this is a dangerous thing to say, a sweeping generalization about a fan base like that, that is probably one of the more, I hate to say it like this, black fan bases in the league. Because it's just kind of the makeup of the city, So to level that against fans, I think is very, very unfair. It also paints ownership in a bad light. Yes, it's a white owner in Gail Benson, who also doesn't want to get rid of the title owner when they're moving more to governors in the NBA. And that probably has something to do with this, too. But this implies that she's a little bit racist and I don't think one, she probably, who knows, to be honest, I'm not going to say either way, whether she is or isn't, that hasn't been my impression of interactions with her, limited interactions, when she wouldn't probably present that, but that's a big accusation to make, or to say that they were under some directive, Del Demps, who is black, you know, to not trade him to uh, the, the Lakers and Magic Johnson at the time, who was there. So all of this is just a complete, mess and an overblown situation and as people rightly pointed out to me on twitter and i think this is very very true this is actively hurtful to those who do experience racism in their lives and this does create issues for them because then maybe people don't take that nearly as seriously or understand what they're going through Well, because there's a fan base that is racist here, according to Ramona Shelburne, and that's not true, and this is a very harmful thing to say, and I can understand maybe some of the context around the owners in the league not liking this, but I think that has more to do with an agent seizing power for the player and the players realizing how much power they have and the owners losing some. Certainly, there may be some undertones of that with racism throughout the owners and long-held beliefs, but I don't think it's... You know, nearly going to the levels that Ramona Shelburne might be making it seen. And look, the Pelicans have had a return of a superstar who wanted out in Chris Paul. There was no racism with that. This was never a thing back then. Even with Baron Davis, kind of, none of this has ever been an issue we haven't had any racist incidents that by the way have happened in other cities in boston in utah none of that has occurred here in the new orleans pelicans fan base has never once had any sort of accusation like that so to kind of make this claim coming from someone who's a noted um la person and you know trades stories for access is incorrect and Actively harmful on multiple levels. This is wrong. And she doubled and tripled down on this on the radio spot that she did. It's bad. It's incorrect. And it should not be a thing. And this is only going to just stir the pot even more. Now, this either comes from the Lakers or from AD and Rich Paul knowing that Anthony Davis is going to get relentlessly booed tonight in the Smoothie King Center. And they want to just make it seem a little bit better for him because he's unable to deal with this stuff, as we've seen. From this last season when he made the trade request and how he handled the media stuff. This is not something he knows how to deal with or is comfortable dealing with. And so they're trying to make it better for him by playing a race card. I don't doubt that there is some degree the people who are upset about this because he is a black player and they are racist. That probably is a thing. But I don't think it's the majority and I don't think it's right to refer to New Orleans as that fan base in reference to that, and make a sweeping generalization about it. So overall, this is a very, very bad look by Ramona Shelburne. Very disappointing to see. We know, Pelicans fans, who you are, why you're booing, and it... Is understandable while, you, while you're booing. So let's move on from this. It's an awful topic and just very disappointing to kind of see this become part of the story now when it has nothing to do with really anything that happened. There's going to be boos, but some people don't think there should be boos. And I'll let you know who that person is coming up in just a moment. Before we get to that, though, today's show brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats, you've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congrats as well. MyBookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have a lot of questions and no idea what you're doing? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar free money right there for you to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only so if you're a true football fan and basketball fan you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by you simply cannot lose make sure you do your part to support your team this season hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie.ag you play you win you get paid So we know there are going to be boos in the Smoothie King Center tonight when the Lakers get onto the court and introduce Anthony Davis, and any time he basically touches the ball, especially in the first half, he's going to be booed pretty mercilessly. There'll be a lot of cheers for him for the Lakers people that show up, the bandwagon fans who do this every single year and maybe are more Lakers fans now than they are Pelicans fans. There will be more Pelicans fans in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, So we know he's going to get booed, and when asked about this at practice yesterday... Drew Holiday kind of understands that and this is what he said regarding that he said quote hopefully they just respect him just respect him he's done a lot for this city and a lot for this organization he's done a lot since he's been here so just respect him end quote you know he's not wrong it's one thing to boo for the way he handled the situation but you know things feel a little bit more personal in this situation so some people and you're going to see it on Twitter too if you're not at the game and if you're following along on Twitter people are going to be taking a lot of personal shots at him I've seen a lot of personal shots taken at him I don't know if that's the right approach to go about it and you know what though I don't tell people how to act really I you know people pay their money to go to the game they're gonna boo they're gonna hurl insults at him I think rightfully, deservedly so, and some people cross the line, and they have every right to kind of do that. So when Drew Holiday says respect him, you know, maybe it does help to kind of have some of that context in mind for what he is and meant to the Pelicans. He's the greatest player in the history of the franchise, surpassing Chris Paul, in my opinion, here. He did a lot of charity work in the city and a lot of good. Now, I don't know if that's going to continue on like Chris Paul's continued on after he left New Orleans, But there's no denying he did a lot of charity work and good things for the city. And him being here, even for the seven years, was more good than bad. And if you were to kind of look at it all in terms of the off-court stuff too, you know, factored in, he's kind of right. You should have a lot of respect for what Anthony Davis did. You can have some of that respect maybe dented given the way he forced his way out. Or you could lose it entirely. I haven't done that. But it's up to you on how you all want to act. But I think Drew Holiday's calling for some degree of civility in all of this. Though I think, given the Ramona Shelburne things and the way AD just tends to handle this stuff, I don't think that's going to really be the case whatsoever with it the that's all folks t-shirt that really isn't going to uh do anything any favors for him and i'm sure we'll see a lot of stuff regarding that here in the smoothie king center tonight alvin gentry said you know it's up to fans what they want to do and he says quote that's for fans the fans to determine they pay their money they buy their ticket and it's their prerogative to do whatever they feel they need to do He went on to say basically that no one on the team or in the organization seems to really hold a grudge against Anthony Davis or harbor resentment. I think they all understand having been in the NBA and players themselves and the coaching stuff being around players that – Take charge of your career when you can, just like others do in other industries and fields and professions that, you know, are more or just not NBA players. And he says all of the guys on the team still like Anthony Davis. Drew Holiday talked about how they worked out together this summer, this offseason, and that they talk even still a little bit, though less so than they have in the past and that they're friends. So I think it's kind of interesting to see that the organization has a very different take on this than the fans do. And this leads to the question, is there going to be a tribute video? You know, I think the organization would have liked to have done that like they did for Chris Paul. And when he played it, I think there were a few boos, but largely it was no big deal. And same for David West. When he left, he got a bunch of cheers and stuff when they played a tribute video for him. And I think the organization would like to do that. I think it might be a mistake should they try and do that because it will be boozed during the entirety of it. And that clip going viral of Anthony Davis's tribute video being booed by the fans in the Smoothie King Center, I don't think is a look that they want unless they want to kind of show that they're... Not on the same level as the fans by playing that tribute video and going like, look, we don't care. We're really publicly doing it. But then you kind of create a divide between the fans and the Pelicans, which I don't think is a great thing or something they want either. So this is a weird situation. And I don't know what's going to happen, what the team's going to do and how they're kind of kind of go about this. Acknowledging his time here, his presence here while also trying to kind of strike the right balance with the fans. The fans are going to boo, and the fans want to boo, and I know that. We just hope, as Drew Holiday says, they don't cross a line. And I've seen some of it already – Nothing's too bad. I don't like the shots uh, that people take against his girlfriend, fiance now, uh, mother of his child since she, how they met and where she used to work. It doesn't, it's very demeaning for someone who I don't, you know, doesn't deserve that. It's the only real thing that bugs me, but fans are going to boo and I completely understand it and fans have every right to do it. And I think you're going to hear it a lot tonight in the Smoothie King Center. So I mentioned it on yesterday's show, and it's still the plan as of right now to do a live podcast tonight after the game. I'm going to race home from the Smoothie Keen Center, get set up, get the camera going, hop on twitch.tv slash nola underscore jake. And we'll record and get your thoughts, and I'll chat with you guys on your opinions on everything from the game against the Los Angeles Lakers and AD's return. You can tell me if you booed, what you yelled, how you reacted, what you thought about the reaction, and all of that, and more, too, as we record live. However... There's a chance it may not happen as my internet has gone to shit over the past three weeks and I need a fourth technician to come out who's not able to come out tomorrow, and we'll see if I have the capacity to actually stream this live. The goal is to do it. I'm going to try it. If it doesn't end up working, we might have to scrap it, and you guys will just get a regular edition of Locked On Pelicans, the reaction to Anthony Davis making his return for Thanksgiving Day, but hopefully we can do it live and have some fun chatting all together, so we will figure it out and at at least make an attempt of it but go to twitch.tv slash nola underscore jake that's twitch.tv slash nola underscore jake give me a follow there so you guys know when we go live because i don't know the exact moment that'll happen so we've talked about all the stuff off the court now it's finally time to talk about stuff on the court which again is not really the main part of of everything with the show here It's all about the off-court stuff But there is a game that's going to be played And the Lakers are good right now You guys, they are 15-2 and Best record in the league They're on an 8-game winning streak Coming into this one The interplay between LeBron James And Anthony Davis The two-man game they have in the pick-and-roll Has been absolutely unstoppable All season long LeBron's averaging 25.6 points per game 7.4 rebounds And 11 assists. He's doing this on basically 50% shooting and 35% from deep. Anthony Davis is averaging 25.1, nine rebounds and 3.8 assists alongside almost three blocks per game. He's doing it on pretty good shooting too. They carry the team very much, but the role players that they have that we've all laughed about a little bit guys like Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma to a lesser extent, I wouldn't call him a role player all know their roles and their jobs really well and fit them. They've got a kind of a dual center action going on between freaking Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. It's trending towards JaVale McGee right now more. I think you'll see more of him in this game than Dwight Howard, but Howard's been kind of shockingly good for him this year and has really understood his role playing just 20 minutes per game, putting up 6.7 points per game, but 7.2 rebounds. He still kind of defends the rim pretty well. He can suck up boards. He's pretty good when he needs to be out there. They also have Rajon Rondo, who knows this Pelicans offense, this Pelicans system. He is going to have them ready defensively for the matchup tonight. Rondo also is probably going to try and bait someone into getting ejected alongside with him. If you go back a couple of years when Isaiah Thomas played for the Lakers, remember when he and Isaiah both got ejected in the first quarter of a game because he just decided he didn't like Isaiah Thomas? Well, Rondo doesn't seem like really likes this Pelicans franchise, given the way he exited from there, giving them an ultimatum. I wouldn't be shocked if he pulls some... Let's call them antics in this game. This Lakers team can get out and run and play fast if they need to, though they go with a bit of a slower system. But you've got to be careful if you turn the ball over against them. And they force you to do it at a very high rate. So you've got to take care of the ball, which is something you always need to do. But they will burn you if you start to make some mistakes so lazy passes can be the death of you in this one they're a good rebounding team they make some mistakes on offense though and then if you Get them to slow down in the half court, and you force a turnover, you should be able to kind of get out and run. But defensively, they are a sound team. Maybe one of the best two or three defenses in the league. Their head coach, Frank Vogel, can really uh, drop some good defensive schemes. And he's doing it around Anthony Davis, who's been their leader on defense. But LeBron has also turned it on this year. They are very good in that regards they're an okay three-point shooting team middle of the pack for everything so if you do get into a shootout with them maybe you can outshoot this team but they get to the line a good bit and can do basically everything else that they need to it's going to be a tough game but we said that about the clippers and drew holiday came out and played outstanding and you only had to deal with Paul George in that one, though, not Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, you can maybe take away LeBron a little bit in this. I don't know who's really going to guard Anthony Davis, but... And try and trying to limit the damage that he can do, if that's even possible. For the Pelicans on the injury front, Lonzo Ball was sent home yesterday after practice with a stomach bug. Sounds like he will be a good-to-go for this game, but maybe could be a late-scratch playing against his former team. Josh Hart is questionable. I've got a feeling he might be playing in this game. And then it comes down to Derek Favors, who's going to be really important when it comes to rim protection and to make things at least a little bit more difficult for the Lakers. He did not practice yesterday. He's listed as questionable. I don't think we're going to see him out there, but you never know it would be a nice return uh, for him out there on the court. But getting Josh Hart back could be a very good thing for New Orleans and just some of the rebounding and the toughness in the defense that he can give you along with the shot making. It's going to be a tough game. You know, um, so we will see. Oh, also, it sounds like Avery Bradley's out for this game. So you don't need to worry about him in the backcourt making them a little bit thinner there. But Alex Caruso, one of their backup point guards, has kind of got a bit of a cult following. Uh, We'll see if he gets significant minutes how he plays in this one um, and could somewhat be a bit of a difference maker. And if you're hearing all that noise, the cats are running around and jumping all over the place, Uh, which probably means it's a good time to wrap up Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. No, I don't like what Ramona Shelburne said. I talked about this. I just in the middle of recording this recorded Locked On NBA and went off on it there, too mischaracterize mischaracterization of the fan base and i expect everyone to boo and i think it's going to be a lot of fun in the smoothie king center for the game tonight the ad return game and as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all hopefully live later tonight to recap the game if not tomorrow we'll have a podcast for you guys for thanksgiving no pod on friday and after that i'll be back with you all on monday